I want to go back to what you were talking about before about the health coaches, because I agree with you that I think that's a huge opportunity as part of making this big change in how we think about health and how we take care of ourselves in medicine and so on. And that is because health coaches can be, again, assuming they're operating this way, and I believe this is your thought behind it, more proactive versus reactive. Again, most medicine is very reactive. Like you said, it's reactive, it's symptoms-based. Hey, let's erase this symptom with this pill and forget the fact that it has now created additional symptoms for you. So you're going to need this other pill. So that's all a very reactive approach. And we teach the same thing here that it's much more important for you to identify the underlying causes than just treating the symptoms. But I think the health coach model can be great because it can also be more proactive. If you're working with a health coach before you have problems, it could be an affordable way to improve your health and wellness and your understanding of yourself and your health and how, how your body works, all of that over time, theoretically prevent. So it's more proactive and preventative. I agree hundred percent. And what I would add to that is I think I alluded to this before, but what we've learned over many, many years of research on behavior change is that information is not enough to change behavior. Most people know what they should be doing, at least the broad outlines. They should be getting seven, eight hours of sleep a night. They should be eating healthy. They should be physically active. They shouldn't be smoking, you know. But less than 6%, I think, the latest CDC statistics engage in the top five health behaviors. And again, it's not because people don't know that they should be. We're talking about the highest level here, not smoking, being physically active, eating a healthy diet, things like that. Not finer points of like what diet is healthy, not eating everything out of a bag or a box, which everybody agrees is not healthy no matter what approach you're, you're looking at. What that tells us is this kind of approach that we've taken to behavior change in the past where it's the expert model where you just, the authority, whether that's a doctor or even a nutritionist, delivers the information and then expects the client or patient to just be able to successfully act on that information is hopelessly out of date and a failure and will never work because it doesn't recognize these basic tenets of human psychology and biology that we've been talking about. The thing that's great about health coaching, at least when I say health coaching, I'm talking about real coaching, which recognizes that information is not enough to change behavior. And that if you want to be successful as a health coach, you have to help your clients to tap into their own motivation for change and develop their own strategy for change. We've all heard that analogy. You, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him the fish, he eats for a lifetime. True coaching, in my opinion, is much more about teaching someone to fish than it is giving them that fish. That when we start to train people in that way, then we're going to see that real change happen because people start to take responsibility for their own life. They get empowered to make their own changes. When they do that, those changes will be far more successful and more likely to last over the long term. That's a really big shift that we're going to see with health coaching over the next few years. Yeah, that's so true. And I'll add to that. One of the things I've learned as a health coach of sorts myself mm -hmm. over, over many years is that while we're all human and a lot of the stuff we've talked about before, behavior uh, patterns and all that is generally true for all people, there are also subtle but significant differences between us yeah. as humans. And so I think the real key to successful change and coaching 
is knowing that, being aware of that, and having tools to identify the differences from person A to person B, and then altering your approach. For instance, if you use a tool like the 16 personalities, Myers-Briggs, right? Any of the personality profiles, there's so many of them. Many of them are very useful. That's just, for example, one tool that I use. I use it throughout my life, but in particular as a coach, I use it to understand, okay, this is how this person thinks and operates. So I can tailor how I interact with them, my communication, my interaction, and my recommendations for them based on who they are to give them an even greater chance of success. Absolutely. And that's yet another reason to focus more on supporting the client and developing their own strategies for change, because that then guarantees that whatever strategies the client comes up with are going to be the ones that are most likely to work because ultimately they are the experts in their own life. So key. So and yeah, that's, we tend to think we have the answers, we get training and we acquire knowledge and then we tend to think we know what's best for people, but that's not actually the case. 